Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Everybody and welcome to a very, very, very special edition of High Five Colon the podcast. I am here with Jay. That was as three usual. berries. That was it three was. berries. So you know it's serious because we've got three, three leading the high five. Now speaking of which, Jay, you're not the only person on the show as per the norm. No. No. We have, um, yeah, you you told me we needed some more, and I said, Yeah, sure, why not? We have three other guests as a matter of fact each one of those varies corresponds to one of our amazing guests so i'm going to introduce it them does. one by one forming a true high five tri uh trifecta five fecta is yes. that a thing sure uh, okay. all right a quinfecta we that's why we have you here mia for math math speaking mia. of speaking of mia mia say hi hello I'm, I'm Mia. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we introduced you. Mia is uh, is from the amazing, amazing, our generous benefactors, Project Nerd. Uh, she is one of the Project Nerds, I guess you could say. Yes. Uh, but she Nerd is so ice. much more. Is so much more than that. Mia, tell tell all of our three listeners uh, what else you have going on aside from being associated with Project Nerd. Um. I have a long list of things, but the basic thing that I do that I'm most known for is my modeling and across social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon. I'm just at the every model. You need to eat the every model. Okay. The every so model spelled out. Yes. Correct. All right. Crushing it, crushing it. <laughs> Next up, we've got Eli. Now, now, listeners of our show know Eli because we have done uh, a podcast Unreal together a couple times now. Yeah. Uh, and he always makes us look very shameful and bad at improv. So, <laughs> hi, Eli. Welcome back, <laughs> you jerk. Welcome back. <laughs> well, actually, tonight it's actually Mirror versus Eli because I have this like goatee here that I don't oh. know if you can see because I, I can't grow hair really but I'm mirror versus me because I didn't know this was going to be on camera didn't have darkest the darkest timeline <laughs> Eli yeah so like darkest I'm, timeline Eli I'm, this so all the DC pics you're getting are from a dark gritty like my parents were all just killed universe so Martha? Those, those are my takes coming <laughs> did you say Martha what did you say Martha, Martha? <laughs> we have I the same say mother Martha. <laughs> so Eli now. you thought Martha though 
Eli is also a very prominent Project Nerd. He is a host of several podcasts on the Project Nerd po uh, Podcast Network. What else you got going, Eli? Plug all your stuff. Go. Oh, I, I write multiple places, uh, working with Geeks of Color, working with this UK company called Bonus Stage, doing game reviews, but of course on Project Nerd, the mothership, the place that we call home. I write a bunch of articles, review a bunch of shows, and two podcasts, Top 4 and More, and the Game Pitch Podcast, where... We pitched some real stupid games in last week, this Monday. We pitched a game where you're a student driver, but you're like, everyone on the road is trying to kill you, and everyone else thinks that it's like normal and regular. But the person, the kid, like the 16-year-old's panicking, like, why is everything trying to kill me? And the driver, or the student, like, teacher guy, just like, keep your hands at 10 and 2. And you're like, there's I, uh, axes. I like, I like Crazy Taxi Driver School. I'm, in, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of that. I played Crazy Taxi a lot. I think I might survive. Coming out exclusively on Dreamcast from 10 years ago. <laughs> yes, with Jet Set Radio Future. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm 100% on board with that. Yeah. You don't even understand. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm rocking the Banjo-Kazooie hoodie right now. I'm I was going to reference – okay, <laughs> you brought it up, but I was going to reference your Banjo-Kazooie uh, hoodie at some point, but uh, you did it first. Well played, sir. I love it. I love it. And so bring uh -huh. it up the rear, but definitely not the last – We've got the Tyler five himself. He's bringing it home for us. Tyler, another project nerd, mothership, uh, generous benefactor person. Tyler, introduce yourself. Tell everybody what it is you do. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm Tyler. I'm for, for those of you who don't know me. I am from Project Nerd. I've been one of the Project Nerders since the beginning. I'm one of the OGs, and I am on oh, the. Yeah. One of the flag I am on the I'm on one podcast with Project Nerd is the flagship, the Nerdcast, with me and Iggy and Adam and Bob. Yep. So if you tune in, we are there. Sometimes every week. We like to pretend like that, but uh, 2020 has broken all of us. I don't know. It doesn't make any, I, nothing oh make sense goodness, anymore. Te time has no sense. Um, I wish I could okay. blame Bizarro Universe on this quarantine beard that I'm walking. <laughs> this is just the world we live in now. Also, I do want to point out that I just felt older than necessary because you pointed at a Dreamcast game like it came out 10 years ago. The Dreamcast came out 21 years ago. Oh, so shit. Let's, just, uh, let's all uh, date ourselves real I, quick. Yeah. Right? I, I, okay, wait, so there's this thing I read the other day that was just like, the PS3 now is just as old as the Super Nintendo was when the PS3 came out. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And I like just started hurting. I mean, the, wor the one that broke me during quarantine is I read a tweet the other day that said, in 1995, the Smashing Pumpkins had a number one hit with 1979. That would be like a band today having a number one hit with a song called 2002. Ah! Oh, uh, God, I hate that so much. <laughs> I, uh, I did find out that Mario Sunshine is now old enough to drink, which makes me feel a lot of ways about things. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what is happening? All right, so everybody, welcome to Oldcast. Uh, it's very nice to meet everyone for a very short period of time because we will all be dying soon. So thank you for listening. Michael Keaton, Batman, let's go. <laughs> Which is back. <laughs> yes. Yeah, what's... Literally, okay. literally anyone and everyone can be Batman now, so... I am Batman, Jay is Batman, Mia is Batman, Eli is Batman, Tyler, you're not Batman. You're the Batman. Oh! <laughs> hey, all right. So before we start talking Batman, we got to do what we always do on every episode of this show, and that is start with a high five. So 
on the count of five, guys, I'm going to have you all high-five your screens as violently as you can, all right? So we're going to go high-five, four, three, two, one. Should we high-five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Oh man! Yeah. So Tyler, I have to reference something that you said because you said 2020 has broken all of us and it's been such a weird year. That leads me to segue in that I may be finally excited about DC stuff coming to the theaters. Question mark? It really has what? broken everything. It has turned the whole world upside down. So first, let's talk about what happened this past weekend. So there was something unprecedented with, with 2020 in full swing, with a, a pandemic breathing down everybody's necks, with uh, um, riots and protests and everything and crazy turmoil. We haven't been able to have the normal cons that we would. San Diego Comic-Con, uh-uh. Uh, New York Comic-Con, uh-uh. Every other con, no thanks. So instead, <laughs> San Diego decided to do something uh, called San Diego Comic-Con at home. Does anybody remember that? I'll give you all like a week to try and think <laughs> about what it was like. Nobody? Okay. That's because mm. nobody remembers it because it was awful. Like it was literally <laughs> the oh, no. worst possible con on the face of the planet. Now, I love San Diego Comic-Con, but I will tell you, this was a horrible attempt to try to throw something together. Now, that being said, the most unlikely thing has happened, and that is that somehow DC and Warner Media were able to pull off San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> without San Diego Comic-Con. So somehow they were able to create a virtual con, which I will say I had very low expectations for. I was excited <laughs> about some of the news that was coming out, but all in all, I was like, ah, eh, there may be a couple few fun panels. They're all pre-recorded. It'll be, it'll be fine. But what I got far exceeded my expectations, and I'm not getting paid by DC. I promise you. I wish they would pay me. <laughs> Um, but what I saw was a, a pretty well fleshed out concept of how to make a virtual con. It happened in 24 hours. All of the programming was streaming live. You basically had to like hang out and watch if you wanted to watch it. You could set up calendar notifications to notify when your favorite panels were going to be on. Um, but it had all of the best parts of a virtual con, which were I was able to watch the trailer like two seconds after I watched it uh, on on the uh, the panel, which was something f for a nerd like me with nothing better to do. I some of them watched like five, six, seven, eight times in a row. Uh, so that being said, uh, DC fandom is what brought us to this episode because we all, you know, whether it was my reaction, which was "Wow, this is amazing." or other people's reaction that was maybe like, eh, that was fine. Or yet even other people's reaction who was like, that was awful, bring back San Diego Comic-Con at home. I loved it. Um, <laughs> and we decided to bring together everybody and kind of chat and see what everybody's feelings about everything were. So did any of you, like me, watch the DC fandom live, like as it was happening, or did you just pick up news pieces as they kind of dropped post panels? 
I didn't even know that was a thing. So I Perfect. I, I found about, out about that <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> like I better get to watching. Perfect. I love I, it. Um, I love it. Honestly, I'll be. I, I, I'm similar to Mia on this one. Is I I found out about it a couple days before, and I was like, oh, I had heard rumblings about it, and then I didn't really pay attention to it, Q, until you started sending me links, and you're like, check this out, check this out, and then I was realizing like the caliber of things that were being released at this event that I didn't really hadn't paid much attention to before. So then I kind of had to retroactively catch up on a lot of it. Um, but yeah, so it kind of caught me by surprise as well. Honestly, probably because I had low expectations because of San Diego Comic-Con at home. I watched. It must have really been that bad. I, uh, it was just, I, it was just, it was so fragmented. The San Diego Comic-Con, there was like a thing here and a thing here and they, were they affiliated? Not really. Who knows? Um, that was, I mean, fandom, showed how to do a virtual convention right which is like you said it's impressive like look get me wrong there are obviously talented and competent people who work at dc and warner media they just don't let any of them near the live action movie <laughs> <Stand> <laughs> Universe, <laughs> apparently um, don't know why. which i don't know why i don't know why those people aren't allowed to help make movies they get to make animated movies they get to make animated tv shows they get to write comic books they just don't get to make real live action movies because apparently <laughs> we don't want that but um, I watched a little bit of it live, not a lot. I mostly waited for it to show up on on all the websites. And honestly, the only reason I watched it live is because my uh, DC Unlimited app kept giving me alerts of being like, "Hey, this thing is showing up on the." And I was like, "Okay," like the the app I have downloaded so that I could watch Harley Quinn when it comes out. You know, part, part, part of me, part of me was really hoping that you were going to say the only reason I watched it live was for that Shazam panel. I mean, that's what I've been waiting on this whole time. <laughs> Zach Levy, man. Uh, <laughs> it, blowing uh, it out of the water. No, it was only I wanted to see Black Adam. I wanted to see what The Rock looked like as Black yeah. Adam, obviously. That's totally yeah. fair. And you no, got to not. see it's it. Not what it was. That's, yeah. that's not what I was after. But um, no, I mean, here's the thing. I, I obviously we're going to have things to say about the content from it, but the delivery of it and the whole fandom experience was, I think there's a lot of organizations that could take notes and do it better. Mm-hmm. Cause this is the only other online convention, other San Diego that I tried to engage with live every day when it was happening was Gen Con. Cause Gen Con's like one of those few shows oh, sure. that I try to go, I try to go to every year, huge Gen Con fan. I want to see the next games that are coming out. And it was, it was not great either. Like they had at least oh, like sure. a single centralized channel that was live all three days, four days you could watch, which was neat, but they're just, it didn't feel like anything came out. And it's, here's sure. the thing, when you're trying to compare a live YouTube video to the experience of going to convention, you're always going to be disappointed, but yeah. DC oh, sure. did something new and exciting that people seem to really like respond to. So I gosh, mean, I feel like that's that. a statement. I feel like that's a statement nobody has said in a long time. Well, DC exactly. did something new and exciting. Well, yeah, and which is mind blowing really to me. We're excited about. I was going to say, just piggybacking off of what Tyler had said, is that I think that they really lucked out because they had a lot of ammunition. And like with E3 being canceled, they had both of their major game reveals that they got to do at this mm-hmm. conference. With all the movies being delayed, they had all these trailers that we might have seen in July attached or something in April attached to like James Bond that we got to all see now. So they had all this premium ammunition that they got to fire all at one time. And I actually think that it's going to change the industry just going forward because they got to have a day of DC rather than sprinkling it out throughout the summer. So I think that like it's going forward, like 
Marvel's not going to go back to San Diego. Like these publishers aren't going to go back to E3. So I just think we're going to see a huge seed change within the entire industry just in general. Oh, I like that. Really, that could be really interesting though, because instead of seeing like all these weird, like teaser trailer for a trailer teaser that's coming out next week, like it could just be a release day that you look forward to. And that, that would be exciting because fandom was exciting. It was exciting whether or not like all the content like spoke to your heart or was exactly what you wanted to see from it. It was exciting to see Gotham Knights, uh, Wonder Woman 84, the Batman, um, Suicide Squad, all in the same day within a handful of hours around each other. Like that was exciting. It, it was. And uh, there was actually someone on YouTube who did a shaky cam version, like if you were at the convention of the Batman trailer, and it was like they were in the audience, and I was like, this is great. Thank you. This is what I actually needed. I genuinely love that. experience I wanted. So, Mia, I got to ask yeah. you, as a, as a cosplayer, I don't know if any of the rest of us are cosplayers. I'm not. Are you the only one on our panel right now that, that is a co – okay, perfect. So as a cosplayer, I have to ask, convention's obviously a big thing for you. Would you be okay? I did notice during DC Fandom, as you mentioned, you didn't see it, but I will tell you that in between panels, they highlighted a lot of cosplayers. They were showing pictures. They were showing videos that people had submitted – um, is that something as a cosplayer that you'd be like, okay, if I can't have the convention thing, I'm on board with that? Or is is it kind of part and parcel? Like if I'm going to cosplay, I, I want to be at a convention with people. Like is that an okay runner-up prize for not getting to have a convention? Or is it like, eh, don't even bother? <laughs> like, um, so before I answer that, I, I just wanted to say something about the previous topic. Which oh, yeah, for sure from a business standpoint making it so that way there's a whole day about your products versus consistently having to share the spotlight with everybody else who's mm -hmm. trying to come out with their own thing i yeah. think makes it more if this were coming out at all the same times that all the other games were going to be said hey these games are also coming out for these consoles right dc stuff would not be at the top of most people's list of games that they would be excited about for but sure. now because there was this whole day that was just for them, more people are more excited about the game. Yeah. And, and the movies too, but just the games in particular, because I know that there are the different gaming conventions which go out of their way to try to highlight a whole bunch of games at once. Right. But from, from an individual business standpoint, I feel like mo more people will be able to show what like more accurately show what they're most excited about if they get the chance to really just see what these companies have to offer versus mm -hmm. i'm just excited about this i'm just excited about this like this seemed a little bit rushed like now they get to take their time to really display their products how they want to yeah, yeah and I, then going yeah. into the cosplay stuff <laughs> um <laughs> i think i think it depends on the for lack of a better term, tier level that you sit at when you're a cosplayer. I'm not really all that high up there, but I do know ones who are. And uh, for me, I don't mind taking a seat back and just chilling and just enjoying whatever comes out because I'm, I wasn't making enough to figure out whether or not I'm losing anything by having right. online cons. But for cosplayers who are like Negri or, or Yaya and stuff like that, it, it probably significantly impacts them. And so you're, you're at a position where 
you're kind of forced to take the second rate, if that makes any sense, sure, with, with yeah. these online cons because there is no meet and greet. There's no pictures with your fans. There's no, you know, online sales that happen. There's no, uh, if a con wants for you to dress up a certain way, then they will now pay you. Um, I totally agree, and I understand. Um, I don't, I, like I said, I don't personally cosplay, but I do know a lot of cosplayers as well. And I do know, uh, as well as the cosplayers, the artists have been affected by the lack of cons that have happened. And, um, you know, we have lots of people whose, you know, significant portions of their income came from these cons. And so I guess my point to that is, is are we worried at all while for us, the fan, this virtual con was a great way to get highlighted content directly from uh, the content, you know, creator that we want. Are we worried at all that companies will take note of that and we'll go, wait a minute. Like you'd said, Eli, I don't need to be at San Diego Comic-Con, I guess. I don't need to do this. I could just do it all online. I have a way lower overhead, and all of the fans will still watch. Is that a concern? Do you guys think that there will be kind of like what's happening we're seeing in the movie industry with, you know, theaters are going through a pretty hardship and are trying everything they can to win people back to the theater because now people are also like, oh, well, I guess – like, I can just watch it at home, and that's not so bad. I've been doing it for eight months now. Do you think that there's well, a legitimate concern for cons, for the future of cons kind of as a whole? Sure, absolutely. But also, I think what would be, I think something I wish cons would think of that it doesn't seem that they would think of is hiring artists to do artwork that is sold, that is exclusive to this particular con or this particular game or this particular movie mm. um, and then have these five to ten artists be the ones picked and then they they you can buy these artworks and it could be sent to you in a PDF file or it could be mailed to you or there's stickers or there's like prizes of some sort. I feel like there's a whole gap of interest that they're excluding from their own fan base that they would that they're forgetting about. A lot of sure. people want to invest in the movies and the games, but what about the stuff that comes after? The the memory part of it. That's what artwork's for. That's what t-shirts are for. Stickers, figurines. That's that's the part that the fans need to hold on to. And if there's, they're missing out, is what I'm saying. If they're not hiring their artists or people like that. Sure. No, I totally agree. I think that's a really good point. Anybody else have yeah. feelings about the future of cons as a, as a whole? It's going to be different. <laughs> well, I think the craziest thing is that um, just like, okay, I, I like basketball, but you couldn't convince me to be in an arena with 30,000 people. So how are they going to convince these celebrities to, you know, put their arm around strangers, thousands of them for photos, for autographs, when their potential earnings potential, like any of the Netflix casts, like of the Umbrella Academy, let's just say, like, what, what's their incentive to go to cons? So you might see cons shift to having more legacy stars, your Lou Ferrigno's, your, your older, you know, people who were on TV or who, who aren't currently working on a specific project. And you might see less of your Stranger Things cast, Umbrella Academy, CW stars, because they still have to protect their body so that they can work. Total, totally agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you're going to see, I don't, I mean, it's, it's so hard to predict because I think as, even though we have been in this for the last, 
you know, what feels like a million thousand years. <laughs> uh, we're still kind of in the early stages of what I think the new media, the new world landscape is going to look like. Are cons going to be the same? Are, is television and movie production going to be the same? Are movie theaters going to be the same? And I, I mean, the answer to all those is obviously no. But like, right. how much better is it going to get? Is it going to get better? Is it going to stay like this forever? Or will things go back to something close to normal? I don't. I mean, I don't know that anyone knows the answer, but I think the more, I mean, it's time for people, it's it's time for, I think, companies to start trying things like, you know, like Fandom sure. or trying other, trying new things, trying different things. Some of them aren't going to work. Some of them are going to be bad. Some of them are going to be, you know, really, really, really bad. But, you know, <laughs> they got to find something. So, I sure. mean... They gotta get. They gotta you'll, get the word some, out somehow. You'll get some wins out of there, like just the the percentages of them. Some of them have to work, eventually. Eventually. I, to- but, I totally listen. We. I mean, we. The unprecedented happened. DC yeah. did something exciting and pre- and and uh, confident. Yeah. So I yeah. Mean, Spe- anything speaking can of which, so let's let's talk about it. Let's start. Let's start with a positive spin. I would like to kind of go around and have each person tell me what was the your favorite thing that you saw come out of DC Fandom. We can talk about all the mediocre stuff in a bit, but what just right off the top, what was your absolute favorite thing that you were jazzed to see, even if maybe after you saw it, it didn't live up to your hype? Go. Whoever wants to go first. Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut? Yes. Sweet. Totally on board. I, uh... Man, the Batman surprised me, but I keep thinking about Gotham Knights. I can't stop thinking about Gotham Knights. Forgot to watch that one. So. Oh, <laughs> Mia, you've got to. Oh, and uh, Mia, go check out our Facebook page. Like I shared a ten things behind Gotham Knights that you need to know about. It's really, it's a great video. It's Jay very, is very, very, very excited about Gotham Knights for real. I uh, the hype yeah, is so real. The, Bat- the Batman and Gotham Knights are both kind of up there for me. All right. Gotham Knights was definitely up there. I have to say, though, like, while the sneak peek, I trust James Gunn and the sneak peek was okay, the trailer for Suicide Squad, the video game, Kill the Justice League, was awesome. And whoever wrote that, if they had written the last Suicide Squad movie, it would have been the best movie DC has ever made. <laughs> like, that yeah, little five, it's, it's that little crazy. four, that little four or five minute quick clip is more ju- is more Suicide Squad than any piece of the last movie, yeah. and it's so good. And let me tell you, everything this year in DC keeps coming up King Shark. King Shark's just killing it left and right over there. <laughs> yeah, King Shark's really winning it. Uh-uh, I'll tell no. you, Ron Funches. Nope, nope, no. Sharks are my phobia, especially great uh, whites. I was so excited to figure you that out. You obviously... No you obviously haven't met Ron Funches as King Shark because he would change everything for you. Yeah, he would. He would change your mind. Um, yeah, okay. I, uh, Tyler, I'm with you though. I I agree. The thing that excites me about that, that game is that that's the game that's in the Arkham universe, and then Gotham Knights like exists by itself. And so there are two kind of open world games. One in a universe I already love that is the sort of reinvigorating love for Suicide Squad, and another with just the Gotham Knights storyline that. I just want to play yeah. as an open world. It game. looks it looks a lot of fun. They got some good voice acting. The production. I mean, whether or not the game is any good, but the trailer gave me high hopes. And it's because yeah. it's in the Arkham universe, having to watch them like Superman is cool and all everything, and all the other Justice yeah. League. But watching them go up against Arkham, the Arkham universe's Batman is going to yeah. be worth the price of admission. Exactly. Agreed. Totally agreed. agreed. My favorite thing was the posters for the Suicide Squad 
because the, the movie, not the game. And what that sure. made me think is that I am getting a rated R GI Joe movie, just looking at the posters. And then they <laughs> said, it's like a seventies war film. And I was like, thank you, James Gunn. You are yeah. a God. This is the <laughs> best. Like just looking at just the poster. I'm just like, you're just making the violent GI Joe, like campy bullshit that I want. And there's 17 DC characters on that poster. And more than 12 of them, I have no idea who they are. And I could not be surprised. <laughs> it's yeah. You're like, Javelin Man, I'm in. Yeah, Polka Dots, done, let's do it. Is there another hero called Dippin' Dots? I want him to marry Polka yeah. Dots Man. Well, the thing, okay, the thing about... <laughs> they could be a Polka Dot family. It's, it's the Dot family, I love it. Their names the are thing about Polka Dot Man, yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, the, thing about, the thing about Polka Dot Man is I'm pretty sure that actor is like, this is his third or fourth appearance in a comic book movie. Because he's in the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. He's Joker's yeah. assistant, like, cop guy in yeah. the Dark Knight. He is in this. I'm pretty sure he's in something else, too. I was like, so this excited! Over comic book movies. <laughs> and he looks great as Polka Dot Man. He, he does. does. He does look great Very as weird Pokemon. Quirky. The fact that the fact that Condiment Man isn't in this bothers me, but you know what? I'm okay with it. It's fine. I we'll really let it go. Feel like, I really feel like within the first, like, 45 minutes of that movie, eight Eight or eight to ten of those people are dying, and it's going to be oh, great. easily. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them, because a lot of them, I think. Please be just, Jai Courtney. Please be Jai Courtney. Yeah. Are just Jai friends, <laughs> friends and collaborators of James Gunn, because like, yes, they they went deep. Like, arm fall off boy is going to be in it, played by Nathan Fillion. I don't know that he's yeah, going to make yeah. it very long into the movie, but it's going to be awesome. I yeah, I, I saw that. I saw he, he's called TDK, which people are saying it stands for the Dismemberment Kid or something. Now. Oh my god! But like, yeah, like, well, him and Rooker are obviously like immediately out of the gates. Like, it's a James Gunn movie, and then Sean Gunn as Weasel is gonna be great because anything anything he does mocap always works for me. You know what? What I, if I told you that Condiment Man is in the movie? They're gonna do a shawarma spoof, like singer at the end of the movie and condiment man just going to come up and put some condiments on their food after a war well won whether or not that's true i now believe it i and choose want to it. believe it <laughs> that's uh, canon, yeah this so is I what we want canon. now it's canon I, I will say that uh for me uh favorite things out of fandom were probably twofold so I was first very, very excited while watching the panel for Ezra Miller's The Flash movie, um, mainly because I am I'm wearing like a Batman shirt right now that has every possible iteration of the Bat costume on it. I have Batman tattooed on my body. I am a diehard Batman fan, and the concept that it is going to introduce that movie will introduce the multiverse to the DC live action films and will essentially say, Hey, Tim Burton, 89 Batman, totally in Canon with everything else. It exists in Tim Burton, Batman universe. Hey, Snyder's, uh, Batman, uh, Batfleck version of Batman, totally in Canon works in, in Snyderverse. The fact that they are going to basically embrace even like the shittiest of movies that DC has made. And they're going to say, hey, guess what? This movie may be shitty, but you know what? It exists in its own little shitty multiverse universe, okay? <laughs> and it's fine. And it can, it can exist over there. 
and it exists. Table and it's okay. But we never have to acknowledge it again. But just so you know, it doesn't ruin the rest of these movies by existing, okay? And I I love that because, Jay, you and I had an episode uh, a while back where we talked uh, the problem with DC. Uh, And in that episode, and I'm not saying that DC stole our idea and didn't pay us for it, but But we did. did say... But they did. They did say... Or we did say the only way that they can save the DC live-action film universe at this point is to introduce the multiverse and basically say, hey, all of these things can exist simultaneously. It's totally fine. None of our movies are connected to each other, but guess what? They're all kind of connected to each other. And we can restart this as many times as we want to because, (laughs) hey, that's how the multiverse works. I think Uh, you skipped a step there. Which is? The one... Well, you have to make sure that as part of this whole crisis on infinite multiverse Earths of things, the one that doesn't make it out alive is the Snyderverse. It gets blown up, and they, there's no chance of them ever wandering back into it ever again. Because we've no, we've how many? Cha- he, he only gets so many. You, 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 well, after one movie, you know, maybe you know, let's give him another chance. Maybe he'll really get one of the characters this time. Yeah, the second movie. No, you know what? <laughs> Listen, this one, the third one. You're, you're all gonna poop your pants right now. now, guys. I really, I really enjoyed Batman v Superman. <laughs> Jay and I have had this conversation. I, I, I like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I have air. to apologize for it, but here's the deal, okay? <laughs> do I do I like the fact that their fight stopped? Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched this movie, I don't know what to tell you. Don't listen to this episode, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, I, I don't dig the fact that <laughs> they both stopped fighting because their moms were named Martha. Like, that was weird. Uh, but I will tell you this. I really like Batfleck. Like I, he is. Here's the thing: he is, there's no, he's the closest I've gotten to my Frank Miller Batman, like old this, man Batman. I, yeah, here's I, the thing: I like I agree Batfleck. With you on that. I don't lot. have him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like uh, Batfleck yeah. a lot. He's awesome. Here's the problem: is that Snyder doesn't. First of all, like Frank Miller Batman with brand new Superman doesn't really mesh well. Like it, it does. You have to. You get to wait to get to that. I just. Snyder, in his whole, like, we de- deconstruct this and that, has made it clear that he doesn't understand these characters and doesn't care. Sure. Like, introducing the multiverse would make it slightly more palatable, because now I can pretend, like, the version of Jonathan Kent, who told Bat- told told his son, like, you know what, fuck them, you don't know them anything, is, is, is bizarro Jonathan Kent, and I can get right. over the Batman who has a Gatling gun on his, you know, Batmobile, is a sure. different version of Batman, but... There's a lot of things that are I there's a lot of things that I really like about those Snyder movies but they're not good. Can I can I also well, say and, this, and this though? Is, this is owl. Okay, Q, you say your oh, thing I'm yeah. going to say. Mine. Okay. So, uh here's another one. I'm about to throw another hand grenade into the <laughs> into the round table. Oh boy. I don't I don't like Superman like at all. I hate Superman as a character. I think he's yeah! really, I think I'm he's boring. really I think he's thing. really boring. And I'm going to say this, Zack Snyder is the best thing that's happened to Superman in a long time. Like, okay, that's wild. I, that, I'm sorry. I, 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 I dig, I dig, like, boy. it's fine. It at least makes the character interesting for me. Like, 
Does he like snap Zod's neck at the end of Superman? Sure. Does he like kill people wantonly while fighting Zod through Metropolis? Definitely. I'm into it. Don't care. Does Superman, is he kind of a douchebag? Definitely. Cool. Like I'm fine with it. And maybe it's because I have no connection to Superman that I'm like fine with whatever's Zack Snyder could be like, guess what? Superman is purple now. And he's no longer from Krypton. He's from he Zippy Zoop Blorp. I mean, and, here's the thing. It's and that's oh, Superman. It's okay to not like Superman because invulnerable, all powerful, like superheroes are uninteresting. But Superman m- plays the straight man to a lot of really fascinating characters. Like yeah. Batman's better because he has to deal with Superman. Totally. I just, I don't know. I just, there's a version of that Superman done by someone else who's better. Like I don't like Henry Cavill is a super engaging, talented guy that's super cool. Snyder somehow made made me like not like Henry Cavill, which <laughs> is hard to do. Sure. Like, sure, it's yeah, really, like, his, the things that Henry Cavill has to do in those movies, I feel bad for him. Like, he's like, I just, oh, no. I don't know. I just, I can't. I, I, I mean, Tom Cruise made him reload his arms like they were guns. I so mean, it, that was fantastic. <laughs> that is the best part of that movie. <laughs> okay, hands down. But anyway, uh, hands down, literally. Um, but what I was going to say is I've always had this opinion about Zack Snyder. I will stand by it. Is I think he's a good cinematographer and a terrible director. Correct. Like, I think he can That's... make look good. And now he has his filters. I, I, I will acknowledge he has his filters on whack. But he can make a, a, an engaging, intense, visually appealing looking scene. I do not think he understands character no, development. No, he can do or, a set or, piece like no one else. He can do some really clever things with cinematography. Like – We've talked. We've we've beaten Snyder up on the Nerdcast many times before, and I'm usually the biggest culprit of it. Because here's the thing, I know he's capable of <laughs> That's better. That's why they never let me on Nerdcast. Yeah, now because, I understand. Because he is, no he is Snyder in my opinion. Zack Snyder, in my opinion, has do, done two really good movies, a couple okay movies, and a few real bad movies. What are the two? What are you? What are, you the two good ones. Yeah. Two good ones. <laughs> 300 isn't a great movie, but it was a game changer. Like he did things yeah. that no one else yeah. had ever done before with CGI and with green screen. And like, it was a stylistic choice of like bringing a comic book to life on the screen, similar to like, and Sin it was Diddy. an accurate, it was an accurate feeling for that comic too. It was yes. a good adaptation like it, it of hit that, that comic. That with Robert Rodriguez's version of Sin City, like those two movies like brought that kind of weird yeah. gritty out there, like graphic novel to the screen. And then this is the surpriser. His adaptation, his remake of Dawn of the Dead is inspired. Yes, oh, it's so good. So I, good. It's it one of amazing. it's and I'm a huge zombie movie fan. It's one of the greatest zombie movies ever made, which is hard for me to say. I contend I, that everything he's made after those two movies is kind of meh, if not downright bad. Yeah. Well, didn't we I mean Q, didn't we have that in the movie so of like our number ones? As, no, uh, I'm not sad. Zombie. Trust me. I've been fighting this fight my whole life. I'm practically married to Jay, and this is what he says all the time. He just needs – he needs – he's like – he's the George Lucas of our times. He needs someone standing over his shoulder for editing purposes and to, like, rein him in. Like, like you watch something like Sucker Sucker Punch. It's, it has interesting characters. It's a weird, cool, awesome world, but it's a mess of a movie. But, like, if you if he had someone, like, in the wings, like – keeping his like worst impulses in check. Like there's a good movie in there somewhere. It's not the movie that we all watched, but it exists somewhere in a different universe. So, <laughs> it, you're, you know what? You're 
does in the multiverse. Yeah. It totally exists. I just want to say, I think it's so interesting that like this, you know, entire podcast, this entire conversation was supposed to be framed around how they did a good job. But it's like they have this like ball and chain, like or like this ex girlfriend that cheated on them that every other girlfriend in the future is paying for because we couldn't get past the conversation without being like Zack Snyder, the dumb well, choices they made in the past, like having to catch up to Avengers in one movie, trying to make them funny when they're not, like trying to be too samey and then not building and taking the time. There's all these mistakes that they made, and then now I think your your point that you were getting to Tyler was like the multiverse kind of yada yada is that, and I guess we're all just gonna be like, okay, cool, they're movies again, I guess. Why not? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean I the the biggest said, mistake. I'm okay. yeah, sorry, but I mean, like the like Eli said, the biggest mistake is the the DC. They didn't ever have a Kevin Feige, and every yeah. every every time it looked like they were getting close to putting someone in charge and being like, "You're in charge of everything," the buck stops with you. You're in charge of the creative. But every time it looked like they were getting close, whether it was Jeff Johns, whether it was Zack Snyder, they pulled back and like they and then you had all these different people doing 17 different things in 17 different directions and it was a mess the closest they ever got was like giving Zack Snyder a blank check and the keys to the castle and it it didn't go well at this point it's time to take it away let him have his Snyder cut be done with it take the keys away and start over again but guys I'm gonna be honest I don't think that's what's happening It's not. I think, I think, and I want to hear from Mia on this because she said what she was most excited about coming out of DC fandom was the Snyder cut. Uh, Mia, are you, are you, where do you fall on the like Zack Snyder so far in the DC universe? I heard you cheer when I said that I hated Superman. Yes. Uh, Do you, are you for, are you pro Snyder? Are you anti Snyder? Are you curious? (laughs) Are you Snyder curious? Are you like <laughs> she's are, she's Snyder curious? Are you Snyder like curious. how how is his like what do you think we're gonna get from Snyder Cut Justice League other so than it being actually, four hours long? The thing so I'm not a director, writer, producer person. I'm an actor person, and sure. what I want is to see the opportunity to see the actors in their characters do more. Cause there's plenty that I saw in the trailer that I didn't see in the movie. And that's what I want. Um, it's more like a chance of redemption that I, that sure. I'm hoping is, is going to happen because that movie is shit on so badly. And I, I like, I like, um, what are the, what are the, 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 the not the underdog, the underdog. There we go. Well, yes. Perfect. Even... Got it. <laughs> They even looked more heroic in the trailer. They did. Yeah, because they like, did. The moment with Gal Gadot just like bending down to the little girl and the little girl being inspired by her, like there wasn't those beats of heroicness in Justice League in any way, yeah. shape, or form to me. It was just like gore oil. like flying, like we're ripping these parademons in yeah. half. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I well, Justice League, Justice League was one of those. Justice League and Suicide Squad, I think, currently are the best examples of. I don't think they had any idea what they were doing and tried to switch things up mm-hmm. all throughout the production process. And mm-hmm. then at the end, Justice League had his own things with Snyder's family issues and them having to leave and then Wheaton coming in and crapping all over him or whatever those rumors were. Like, right. so I am excited for the Snyder cut just because quite frankly, I didn't expect it to be that different. And then I saw the trailer and it was literally four minutes of stuff that I had not yeah. seen that made it look like a different film. And I kind of need that movie to be a different film because I like, um, oh, I'm forget, I'm blanking on his name, but the who plays the Flash, um, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Thank you. 
uh, yeah. Ezra Miller. I like him as the Flash. I like him as Barry. Um, and I like and Q. You and I talked about this when we when we had our Justice League episode. There is so much more to Cyborg that is very interesting that that movie does not even touch on. And the fact that we see him as a football player, we see his relationship with his dad disintegrate to to pun. Um, you know, him we, pushing through pain. Yes, like I want more things with Cyborg, and, and I feel like the just the Justice League that we got touched on so many things that could have potential somewhere, that, and it just skated by everything. And and so that's why that's why the Snyder Cut at least perks my ears up to say <clears throat> I will give this a second chance if there's something there worthwhile. Now I may watch it and hate it and never watch it again, but. You know, I, mean, I, I, I want it to be good. I want it to be entertaining. I want I want things to be good. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing is I want all the DC movies to be good. And I would be super excited if the Snyder Cut is amazing. I just, based on his track record and based on the mistakes that have been made before, like the two things I'll say is at no point have I ever watched a Zack Snyder movie and been like, wow, if this was two and a half hours longer, it'd be so much better. Like, that's true. if anything, his movies have been bloated in the past when he had like final cut privileges, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like the four hour version of it is good. I just don't know where they found all, where they found two extra hours of footage. Like, I can't imagine how much money they spent in post-production for a movie that had come out years ago. Like to bring it out again. It's it insane to me. It's insane to me. Also, like when we talk about rushing to get to like rushing to imitate Marvel by getting to your team up movie before you've set the stage or established any of these characters or anything, you've basically now you're saying in the in the very first Justice League movie, we're skipping Ultron, we're skipping Red Skull, we're skipping everybody, and we're going straight to straight to Thanos. Like we're we're gonna have Dark Side in the third movie in the franchise, which doesn't seem like that's like, where do you go up from there? Like, you fought Darkseid in the first Justice League movie. You, who's who's next? You, I mean... You don't have to go up from there. You just skip to another universe. <laughs> or, do you you just have to, or, do you, or do you just fight Darkseid over and over and yeah. over yeah. again? This is Darkseid Dark now through. played by Andy Serkis. <laughs> yeah, like the next movie, it's like Kang the Conqueror or something. You're like, well, okay, right. give me, whatever, I don't even care anymore at this point. So, but here's right, the thing. so I want it to be good. Here's the thing. If it's good, I will eat my words, but maybe, I don't know. Did he have to use hallelujah again? Like this uh, might've been, uh, this miss, is, this might, I, I didn't think that there was a more inappropriate use of that song than the way he used it in, the, the in Watchmen. Watchmen. And I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. There was a worse way to use it. <laughs> I don't know. Malin Ackerman porn isn't the best way to use that song. Um, oh, I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but also, right, so that, there's, there's, I, I have hated Superman ever since I was little. I've hated him ever since I was little. He seemed boring. He seemed just, just like a poster boy. He was like a Ken doll to me. And Ken dolls are also boring in the Barbie world. Like, no one wants a fucking Ken doll. But I was raised on Batman, and I was in love with Wonder Woman growing up, and they're basically the reason why I watch these movies and why I want to watch them. And I loved animated Justice League, and I want live-action Justice League to be good, and just like the nostalgic little girl in me just really wants it to be good. So that's the main reason why I'm excited for I, Okay, <laughs> you're the first person so far to mention Wonder Woman. So what were, what were your thoughts on Wonder Woman 84? Um, I am so out on Kristen Wiig as Cheetah. 
I am 1,050% out on her. I'm so out. She's very unconvincing really? to me. She's, she's a great actress. She's super funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I cannot, I can't, it doesn't seem believable to me. And that's, that's coming from someone who's super picky about Wonder Woman in general. Because initially, when Gal Gadot was introduced as Wonder Woman, I was pissed because she didn't have blue eyes. And that's the point of the reasons I was in love with Wonder Woman in the first place. And then I watched her and then I was like, this woman has my heart and soul. I'm good. This is fine. Blue eyes, I don't care. I want this one. This is the one I want. But mm, Kristen Wiig, I'm so... When they announced yeah. her, I wasn't about it. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe the trailer will make it work for me. But she's so bad, they over-CGI'd her that I cannot tell that that's who is there. Uh, I am going to say, you know, I, I am a very big fan of the first Wonder Woman movie. Hugh and I have had long discussions about it. Uh, my big qualm with it is the final bad guy CGI, like what they do with David Thewlis. And it kind of looks like Mia, they may be doing that again in this movie. So, bad, bad guys. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I'm interested. It looks visually very appealing. Yes. And, but I kind of feel like I can already predict where the movie's going to go. But I definitely, like, I want to see it. I want it to be good. Um, mm. Kristen Wiig has impressed me in dramatic roles with Skeleton Twins is the one I'm thinking of with her and Bill Hader. It's really, really good. So okay. I'm willing to be impressed with her. My big fear is that it's going to be over CGI'd because that was that almost ruined the first Wonder Woman for me with David Thewlis at the end. It nearly ruined the whole thing. But if I want this like one to be good. Him and put somebody else as actual Aries, I like that would have been fine. That would have been yes. Fine. I think I said I think that's what exactly what I said to Q at one point was like keep him another thing and just make this something else. Yeah. And I mean I don't want to pile on, but I apparently am going to. Like the worst part of the first Wonder Woman movie was the part that was like all the other DC movies. The super yeah. set piece CGI dark background, everything's super dark, you don't know what's going on, and we're gonna just punch each other into giant buildings for fifteen minutes. Like going across they, like had the, they made this really cool movie that had all these really neat things, and then at the very end, they're just like, uh, just do what they did at the end of Man of Steel and Batman. That's fine. It's you cool. know, just do that. Tyler, but what if I told you the team that made hit musical Cats was making a cheetah character for so Wonder Woman to battle? That's my, that's my big theory there, because like, I want, I love, Wonder Woman's easily the best thing that the DC has made as far as movies go since Nolan left. Like, it, like bar none. It's not even close. Like, it's it is the bar at which sets Shazam all. Shazam is somewhere in there, but it's like Shazam is, is Shazam is above everything Snyder made and below that in the middle there. Yeah. So. Exactly, yeah, it's I, that gray area. I do, I do want to take this moment since you mentioned Cats. I'm a huge fan of the movie Cats. I have preached its its amazingness to everyone. I want to use this platform right now to hashtag release the butthole cut. I definitely <laughs> want to see that. It's a wild movie. I recommend everyone see it as many times as your brain can possibly handle it. I've watched it like three times. I did a podcast with my kids about it because I was just so fascinated. I had to know what was happening and make sure I wasn't in some sort of weird fever dream state. It's one of yeah. those movies. What? <laughs> it's one of those. It's because yeah, I know it's... was about Yes, it's, it's, it's because our I am. A, you can go find it. Listen, it's because because I am a great father. I really wanted to introduce my kids to like what could happen when cinema goes really, really, really wrong. 
and uh, somehow, literally, this is my reaction the whole time at the theater. I'm watching it, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, no, no, that's not, wait, wait, but, oh my, oh my God, I love this movie. I don't know what's happening, but I, I am in, I'm entranced by what I'm seeing. It, it like turned, have you ever like watched Family Guy and a joke goes on way too long? But then all of a sudden it comes back around somehow, and no. it's like, wait a minute, this is funny again. I don't what are know. You talking about? I don't know how this happened. We I were on good terms. That's, that's what happened. We're still on great. Hey guys, guys, this is this is nerd <laughs> love here. Everyone in their I'll opinion is welcome. Just real quick, uh, I'll tell you. But I, I mean, want... I think I think Did I think I... cats may have some of the blame for. So like people, the COVID kind of. Did Wonder Woman eighty four a favor favor because they got to delay it again? Yeah. But people forget that they delayed it back when it was still going to come out at a normal time, which never bodes well for big tentpole movies like that. But I I do contend that part of that is like someone saw like a a finished like CGI rendering of Cheetah and then Cats came out and they're like oh god you guys like they had their Sonic the Hedgehog moment they're like you guys have to go back and do this all we time. have to fix this well, <laughs> yeah, I, you have to I know. want the Wonder Woman eighty four butthole cut uh, at the end. <laughs> But I will I say the funniest moment in that trailer is when she grabs her by the scruff. I'm like, why are we grabbing a cat by I the do, scruff in the trailer? I do, I, have, I do have to correct something, just so we're all on the same page here. I said that I loved Cats. I didn't say that Cats is a good movie. Okay, thank you. Because I've watched but I, okay. I, uh, guys, I can't express I am cuckoo bananas for how much I love cats. The oh movie. my gosh. But the thing but, is, I but, but, but it, I am well aware that, that it is a terrible movie. But if we love it in the same I way love we love it the room and troll too. Also, I think I forgot to tell you guys that part of a big thing, and it's actually in the bio of what our show is about, it's about shattering friendships. So oh, cool. this good, is where good. this is the part where that happens. Is well, should we talk about the Batman then? Yeah, speaking of shattering friendships, uh, let's, do it. let's 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 dive into maybe the most meme-worthy thing that came out of DC fandom. I do have to say uh, that my favorite meme so far has been an image of a close-up of Robert Pattinson wearing his uh, black uh, makeup that says, "Yeah, this guy's dad definitely took him into the city to see a marching band." And that is 100% my favorite meme so far that's come out of this. Uh, But I will tell you this, as a Batman fan, and I don't know if I still have cred with you guys or not now that I've said that I enjoyed Batman v Superman, but whatever, it's fine. I like movies. Uh, I I watch light things. I I do. I, uh, I watched the panel leading up to the Batman trailer, and I will say... Everything that Matt Reeves was saying, I was like, no, no, I don't think this guy gets Batman. I don't, I don't like what he's saying. It sounds boring. He sounds boring. He was like, yeah, we're working with HBO and we're going to release a a TV series set in the Batman universe, but it's going to be all about the Gotham police department. And I was like, I, I think you're missing it. I, just like the Gotham TV show, you're you're missing what makes Batman Batman, which is Batman. Uh, <laughs> so I don't care 
or want to watch a GCPD TV series. GCPD TV. Uh, <laughs> you know it. That's it's a spinoff of Law and Order. It's a Law and Order spinoff. It's Law. Shut up. Let me make my joke. It's Law and Order colon GCPD TV. CIS. Exactly. Uh, so I watched it and, and so I was, uh, sitting with Haley, my wife, and we're, we're, I've been watching this literally all day and I was like, Oh, okay. Everybody quiet. Turn the TV down. It's the Batman trailer. I'm going to hate this. And it's like what I told her to preface <laughs> it. I was like, I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to hate it. I hate, I hate what he's saying. So I'm going to hate this. I literally sat speechless during the Batman trailer watching it. And I wish, I wish so much that I would have recorded my reaction because you get to the scene where the thugs, the, the black and white gang are like, are like, who are you? And he beats the living shit <laughs> yeah. out of that gang member and then doesn't stop. And literally, this is me watching the trailer. <laughs> and then... And I like caught my breath, and then he just. Like, I'm vengeance, and I was like, <laughs> I love this so much, so much. I don't know what just happened. That was my reaction. I want to know what you guys' reaction was. Go. Okay, uh, I want to just start in a place that I think, hopefully, because the climate, the world, all this bullshit's crazy. Freaking Tyler has had to hear you complimenting the Snyderverse. So, like, he didn't know that the world could only get worse and worse and it's worse. It's 2020, but, guys. But what I will say is I think progress is that I didn't see anyone online upset about the Gordon casting because you hear people like, oh, Nick Fury, it's Sam Jackson, blah, I'm mad. Oh, like, yeah. People being like, hey, Zendaya, MJ, she's like, and like, no one online was like looking at Jeffrey Wright and being like, well, that's not Jim Gordon because like you look at him and that. And like regardless that was of Jim color, Gordon. looks like mother effing Jim Gordon. Like you yeah, look at him, you're for like, sure. dude, amazing. So I'm, and, and it was great. It was the first time that I didn't see people tweeting like, oh, the character is supposed to be this. And I'm just like, dude, like, like let's evolve. That, I get it. They were drawn when they were drawn. Like, that I, casting I didn't even think hit, about that, that. Like it was, oh, so good. That casting hit like, like uh, J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. It just, yeah. it was yeah. just like, yeah, this makes sense. That's him. Okay, I get it. Yes, absolutely. I, I, and then uh, the brief frame we get of Colin Farrell as Penguin was Yo. like, I was like, what happened? <laughs> like, did he go full? Qu like, I didn't believe Quentin. Weight gain. Uh, <laughs> he was in it, and I didn't believe him. I, yeah, I was like, what? You know, when they originally cast him, I was like, how? And now I know how dude looks scary and well, okay. gross. <laughs> I will say ever since, and this is this goes back just years and years, but I will ever since Heath Ledger as Joker, I have just I will hold my tongue on any Batman casting until I see the movie mm. because I was so upset that the dude from Ten Things I Hate About You was there and and uh what, a Night's Tale, come on, a Night's Tale was Joker, and, and I ate my words so hard and to this day you know we'll still eat those words so i have just ever since then eat, like bat uh, uh, ben affleck got cast and i was like i'm just gonna wait i'm just gonna <laughs> wait and see and then it turned out to be good and i was like i'm so glad i waited you know and so this to me kind of feels like that when i first heard 
Robert Pattinson cast or, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold my tongue. I'm just going to wait till I see the trailer. And then I did see the trailer. It was kind of like, I see what you're doing. And to Q's point, it was kind of like, okay, I can be on board with this. I can be on board with a detective style Batman because I've wanted a detective Batman for a long time. And so that, and the Riddler's my favorite villain. So, you know, Paul Dano, Riddler. Oh, wait. I, think that I mean, I love me some Paul Dano. And I hope that, I think that was, I mean, it's hard to show in a trailer, but I, that he has said he's going to make him more of a detective. Although all the, all the cool scenes in the trailer were just him beating we're, people we're up. We're so. violent. Yeah, it's true. And, then, and the one, and the one, the one, like, the one mystery in the, in the trailer was solved by everyone on the internet in like 15 seconds. Well, so that made I don't me laugh. Spoilers. That I don't made me laugh a well, no, it's just like the, okay. there's there's a screenshot of the riddle that the Riddler leaves behind, and it has like this oh, weird yeah. note on it. Oh, and people oh, people oh. on the internet like solved it in like ten seconds. So I hope of that course, that was yeah. purposeful, and there's not like some writer at home like crying, and they're not they're having to do complete reshoots because him solving that cipher was like a big plot point, and it took someone on Twitter like fifteen Stupid, seconds yeah. to like brute force it. So so I think it's it's really interesting how much uproar there was about the Pattinson casting originally because. For me, with Batman, it's all about jawline. Like, that's the only thing that I care about. It's like, does he have the right jawline to wear the cowl? Cool. That's really all I care about because yeah. I haven't watched a full Twilight movie ever in my life, but I have always thought that Pattinson, one, looks like he smells like a boot, and then two, can act because, like, Good Time, the Safdie brothers, great movie, Lighthouse, incredible movie. Like, Did you see the dude has the chops. Yes. Did you see High yes. Life? Amazing. He has he, shot. I have, got it. I have been a, a, a complete 180 on that guy because I did watch Twilight and I can hold grudges for a long, long time. And I read them all and I watched them all because I had to and it was the worst friend betrayal of my whole life. I can never get those years. I agree. <laughs> and, and so, Wait, are we insinuating I, that the Twilight movies are bad? Oh, God, cute. Because, guys, all right, hold on. Let me say something right here and now. <laughs> you love I'm you just, love the Twilight movies? I, I, I'm just I'm kidding. Just, I'm the twi- just, the guessing. Twi- just guessing. No, the Twilight movies suck ass. But A Knight's yeah. Tale, uh, 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 that movie great. is fucking oh, anyone, anyone, Anyone who's going to talk shit on The Knight's Tale can GTFO Please. right now. Yeah, get out of the chat. Get out of chat. No, no. You're out. Paul, 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 Paul Bettany, and, and it's everyone in it. It's fantastic. No, it, it's, 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 it's like Vision, it's like uh, K2SO, and then freaking Robert Baratheon all sitting at a table teaching the Joker how yeah, to knife. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah this is yeah. Mark, Mark yeah. Addy, Paul Bettany, uh, Alan Tudyk, Rufus Sewell, Shannon Sossaman, uh, everything in that so, movie is fantastic. A, a, a rockin' soundtrack. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the it's soundtrack amazing. may be the best part of that movie. I don't know. I, I applaud Matt Reeves because I want it to be good. It looks interesting. It looks fun. I think my biggest – the biggest thing is, is, number one, I swear to God, if I have to watch the Kints die one more time on screen, I'm burning the theater down. <laughs> I, like, kinda, I, oh, the way, the I mean, the Waynes. If I have yeah. to watch Thomas and, Thomas and Martha Wayne die on screen one more time, we get I'm it. We with, know yeah. why he's Batman. We know. I th- we I, get it. I did hear. I did hear that he addressed it directly and said, "This will not be an origin story for Batman. Instead, it will be an origin story for the villains that they're setting up in the movie." Okay. Um, I'm, on, because I'm on board with that. I like that. Bat- Batman in this movie, it's set Batman Year Two. So he's been Batman for two years. GCPD is kind of learning who he is. The the Gothamites are kind of aware that there is this vigilante out. He hasn't kind of sworn by his code yet of not like straight up murdering people. 
Um, so he's kind of in this, like, trying to figure out where he stands as far as, like, how far he wants to push it. Um, so so I'm, is this a coming-of-age bat tail or a coming-of-cow yeah. Yes, tale? yes. <laughs> and, if any of you, and if any of you have read Batman Year One or watched the great animated DC adaptation, Year One Batman is pretty interesting. Like, it's an interesting look into kind of the the mind of what would make somebody dress up like a fucking bat and go and try yeah. and kick I mean, people's asses. I guess the biggest thing is is I mean and we're it's never going to end. We're never going to not remake these movies over and over again. But it's one thing to remake, you know, some let's re once run it's one thing to make another suicide squad after that first suicide squad. It's one thing to make a try to reboot Spider-Man after Raimi's Spider-Man 3. It's a whole other thing to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the guy who tackles a new Batman movie, a new Batman starring uh, vehicle after Nolan did his trilogy. Like, sure. That's, yeah. that's a well, big thing. I don't know. I, I feel I like the Nolan trilogy kind of ended on a fart. So you can only. It, I mean, here's the thing. It wasn't. It's not. I mean, it's easily the up. weakest. It's the weakest of the three. I mean, I will say that I don't know that I don't know that I would ever want to put Joker in a live action movie again. Like, no, prob probably not. I mean, unless you have yeah. some – well, I take that back. I was going to say, unless you have some totally new off-the-wall take, but I forgot Jared Leto tried to do that in Suicide Squad. So, unless you have <laughs> – we stop putting him in, Can we stop putting him in, in every franchise ever? Just yes, I like he's had some he's done some great things, but like let's just let Blade Runner and now shit out of him, and, and now he's more he's going to be Morbius, and he was in he's the joke. I'm he's going to be in it. Tron too. Oh, I forgot about that. God, stop yeah. it! Stop putting yeah. him in every well, he franchise. Was in, uh, yeah, Blade Runner. Blame, Blade Runner twenty. You got to blame Dallas Buyers Club. He killed it in that movie, and now I mean he's he was in great in that movie. He's great. But God, he's they just want to put him in everything. He was good in Lord of War. He was great in Lord of War. I mean, I'm, he's a good actor. He just yeah. doesn't need to be in every like franchise reboot. You you don't have to be right. in every single. You one. know what? I I would be fine if he just kind of made parody music videos of old movies like he did with The Shining, and he could stick to that with his band Thirty Seconds to Mars, and he can keep doing that with old movies and stop being in all the franchises. Just make a Hobbit movie, uh, make a music video, just do it that way, Jared. A cult. So what? Doesn't he have? Cult. <laughs> yes, yeah, the cult. Like a weird one because I've the seen cult, things. And <laughs> cult of scarves. Every time somebody hold goes it, to a thirty up. seconds to Mars concert, it's the cult they of scarves. Scarf. Yeah. Is that really what it is? Oh, okay. No, okay. I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, since we've talked to the Batman, we've kind of touched on everybody's favorite part. Let's go ahead, since DC clearly listens to High Five the Podcast and has taken our advice in the past to write the ship, let's go around, and I would like everybody to give, if you had to give a piece of advice directly to DC going forward as to whether it's, you know, forget live action movies altogether and focus on your animated stuff, or I have a great idea for how to fix your comic book issues, whatever it may be DC related, give your best this is your moment to fix DC. Go. Whatever whatever you got. All right. Well, I'll go because we've kind of <laughs> Nobody can fix DC. It's too far gone. Oh, I can, I can do it. Um, so my, my advice, we actually, Tyler mentioned it earlier, is find yourself a Kevin Feige. 
find yourself someone who can understand the world, can understand the characters, and can actually help drive the ship. Or two people, you know, two people who host post podcasts about it. Whatever, five people, maybe it doesn't matter. But find yourself a Kevin Feige or a group <laughs> of Kevin Feiges. Um, I think that and and focus on making individual good movies. Like what I really hope for the Batman is that Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson make a very good Batman movie. That's it. I don't want it to start a seven, you know, series movie universe that Pattinson is now starting another Justice League that's going to fight this, this, you know, the Justice League from Bat. Like, I don't want any of that. I want a good Batman movie. And I got a good Shazam movie, and I was happy about that. And they gave, you know, um, you know, uh, Patty Jenkins the reins, and I got a good Wonder Woman movie, and I liked that. Find, find the people who can make good movies and give me one-off good movies. That's what I want from DC. Okay, I'm going to go the exact opposite way and give the reverse <laughs> advice. Don't Please make do. any other DC movies. Only make Batman movies. So this Reeves, make a trilogy out of this. Bring back Affleck. Give him as much money as he wants. Let him direct his own Batman movie. I know the script's out there. Apparently it's good. Let him do that. Also, you're bringing Keaton back? Cool. Let's do Batman Beyond as well. Like, hire, like get some, one of the, the kissing booth or the young Netflix hot people to be, like, in your, your Batman Beyond role and then have Keaton as old Batman. Only make Batman movies. Why? Because we like Batman. So just make 20 of them. Only Batman. That's my advice. <laughs> I love, I love Research that. your bad guys. Research your bad guys. I like that. Man, and that's actually my biggest, one of my biggest qualms with D the DC Universe in general is that DC has the best villains galleries. Oh, their rogues um, gallery is not by far use the best. Them. They do not use them correctly. That bothers me. So, Mia, I'm with you. Thank you. That's so, they finally did one thing that I would have given as advice, and that was killed video on DC Unlimited or DC Universe and moved it all over to HBO Max, a channel that people actually are going to buy and watch. So now more people can see literally the best thing that DC has made in the last, like, decade, and that is Doom the Patrol? Harley Quinn no, the Harley no, Quinn cartoon. No. <laughs> it's See, Harley, so we've, good. We've saved that. We've saved that on our queue, and I want to watch it so bad. I'm also going to watch Doom Patrol. There's queue. two seasons of it around now. It's literally the best thing that anyone at DC has made in years. You talk about not using villains correctly. You get Cod, you get Kite Man, you get Condiment Man, you get King Shark, you get Poison Ivy, you get Harley Quinn, you get Lex Luthor, you get the best one of the best versions of Bane that has ever been on. I mean, uh, it's right. so it. it's such a good show. Um, and the animation's still killing it. Like I don't know, <clears throat> like they've their animation has its ups and downs, but it has always been consistently better. You stole my Joey stole my Kevin. You need to hire a Kevin Feige. I guess in the con in conjunction with the Kevin Feige, like you know maybe maybe let this be Zach's last thing and let's try something else. So well, maybe let the Snyder cut come out and then let's move on. I so, kind of think that, that I would my... say. Cut ties with Zack Snyder would be my answer. I kind of feel like my my advice is actually maybe going to come to fruition because they're like, hey, we're making this Flash movie. And they're like, oh, and here's all these Batman people that are in this Flash movie. So it's just like every movie is just like this person plus Batman people. Right, yeah. yeah. Well, and like that one, the Flash movie is like the best example of why they need a Feige. They need a one person in charge because that movie's been in pre-production now for what? Five years, six years, and they're on and their like they're seventh on the director at this. Yeah, but you know, like, fourth or fifth director. Yeah, I mean, we had some well, rough, had some rough moments there. So if they had done the thing that Marvel done and had the runway or had like the foresight to just take their time and be patient and build, 
the event flashpoint could have been something like Civil War, the third cat er, oh, movie. Like it could have been something better because just from what they put out in the press and what it seems like with the castings and everything, we're only getting a portion or a sliver of flashpoint. I don't think we're going to get any of the war between like Atlantis and the yeah. Amazonians. Like yeah, that's probably see, not that would have been interesting. They could have they could have gone the route that they went in their last or most recent animated universe where they had all these like standalones that then all built to a big one. They did a mm-hmm. flashpoint and they get all the way yep. to like the final battle with Darkseid and the most recent one. And it was, I mean, some of them were good, some of them weren't, but it was as a whole so much more satisfying yeah. and what's the word I'm looking like the continuity, like the, Complete? It, it, yes. it was so much more satisfying than anything that they've done in the mm-hmm. live action sphere. Yeah. I get that they're two very different worlds, but like, Hire some of those people to do something. Yeah, man, I mean, animation world. Look, look over at Disney. I mean, those just because you've only ever worked in animation doesn't mean you can't translate some of those skills to live action. Because Dave Filoni's over there on The Mandalorian, just killing it. So, well, He's I mean, what uh, Chris Miller, what Lord Miller started on Clone High. Yeah, just like yeah, yeah, go get whoever like your big dog is of your animated stuff and make them. Get, go get a John Favreau, get your find your day Filoni, yeah. stick them together, and just go do whatever you want. All right, so my my piece of advice is going to be this. My piece of advice brings everything back around to what brought us to this conversation, and that is DC Fandom. My biggest advice to DC is that you follow through with the promises that you have shown us of a brighter future at DC Fandom. The best thing that you can do is to stick with the trajectory that you are on and actually bring these things to fruition. That is a big problem with DC. They put out something that looks really awesome, a la the Suicide Squad trailer, and then we end up with a piece of shit movie like the Suicide a la Squad. The Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> they they gave us an interesting trailer and hype for the original Justice League movie. Then we saw it and it was garbage. They keep doing these things where they're like, hey, we think we know what you want. Check this out. And then you're like, yes, I'm on board. I like what you did. And then they're like, you know what? We know you like what we showed you in the trailer, but instead we're going to make whatever we're delivering you totally different than what we showed you in the trailer. So hope you're cool with that. The best thing that they can do is go, hey, you know what? The Batman trailer went over really well. So maybe let's not fuck with Matt Reeves. Clearly, he's got something good going there. Hey, you know what? The video game, the video game trailers that we released, they're pretty fucking good. So let's just make the games match the trailers. Not remake the games to match the trailers. <laughs> like the Suicide Squad trailer. Like, that's literally the best thing they can do. What I was shown at DC Fandom got me excited, and it's the first time that I've been like genuinely excited about things from coming from the DC corner of the universe in a long time. Like genuinely, like little kid excited. Like I'm just like, oh man, this is fun. It's like the first time I heard that Marvel was gonna do the Avengers, and I was like, oh my god, that's exciting. Like I hope that turns out to be a pretty good movie. Uh, that's how I feel right now. I feel like they have several things that are fun and in the works, and I feel like they just need to follow through with it. And I've kind of heard it echoed through what each one of you has said is that's been a a pretty big problem with DC is they get almost there, but then they, like, pull back at the last second, and they're like, I don't know that we should go fully into this. And I just implore you, DC, 
go fully into it. Go as weirdly DC as you possibly can. Alienate every single person by doing deep dives into all of your content because I promise you it is the best thing that will come out of it. And so while we've been talking about this, originally I had pitched to you guys that I wanted everybody to give a top five list of your favorite things from DC that you're excited about. But instead, since we have five participants, we are the high five, if you will, I want each one of us to go through and give a recommend of something that people are listening to, or of the show, people are listening to the show right now, of something they should go check out that is DC related, whether it's a comic book, it could be old or new, whether if it's whether it's an animated movie or, or a series, whether it's a live action movie, whether it's a TV show, just one thing. Now I'm not saying it has to be your favorite thing, but it's one thing that you feel like deserves some DC attention. This is where we make a list. The list. List. Whoever wants to start first, go for it, and I'll bring us home at the end. Mia, your hand shot right up. Please give us your recommendation of what what somebody should go check out from DC. Sorry, I got too excited. Uh, Batman the Animated Series. Grew yes. up on it. It was the first animated show that actually showed like some a little bit of blood and gore. It was it was gritty when when other shows weren't as gritty and exactly what I wanted to see growing up. So I I hope other people will get into that, dive into it, immerse themselves. That's what oh I God. recommend. That's a great recommendation. So many good things came from Batman the animated series. Bruce Tim, uh, animator for that series, creator of that Kevin series. Conroy. Paul uh, Harley Quinn, Paul Dini gave yeah. us Harley Quinn from that. Um, Kevin Conroy, like you said, uh, we got Our the panel. the the what I consider still to be the penultimate Joker, uh, which is Mark Hamill. Um, yeah. We got a bunch of really really good stuff out of that series, so I I agree with that. Great choice. I um, will. So I'll say. go. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Eli, you go. Oh, go now last. I'm gonna joke. Heath Ledger Joker style, I'm going to break a pool cue and you two have to fight to the death and find out who's going to give their Done. answer next. Done. So, Okay. So All right, now so that Joey's cue. dead, uh, Eli, go. Eli, go. <laughs> go ahead. That was fast. Okay. That, wow. Do you guys watch the session? That was like bore on the floor. That made me so happy. Either way. Okay, so um, my suggestion or recommendation to everyone is to check out the Skybound and Telltale Games Batman series. That is the episodic oh, series yes. that launched on PlayStation and Xbox. You can find it on almost every console. I imagine it's on Switch as well. But that series has one of my favorite portrayals of the Joker because you kind of build the Joker yourself on accident, and he's like your bestie, and he's taking friends with you as Bruce Wayne, and it's just a really interesting way to do the Joker. So I, I was a big fan of it. I was just like, oh, no, because you know he's going to be the Joker at some point. So you're just like, what am I doing? Everything I'm saying to this man is only leading him down a path of further insanity, which is really cool. <laughs> I love that. The Telltale Games Batman game was awesome. I will I will say that. I, I was a big fan of the episodic Telltale Games that they were putting out there for a while. I haven't played anything from them in a hot minute. Uh, I think Wolves Among Us was the – or The Wolf Among Us was the last thing I played. Uh, but I really enjoyed the Batman as well, so solid choice. That's two Batman suggestions so far. I'm noticing a theme. Yeah, mine's gonna be Batman too, and I already yeah. sung it. I already sung its praises earlier. 
But now that it's off DC Universe, get HBO Max, watch Harley Quinn, the cartoon series. Two seasons are out, 26 episodes. Um, Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, Clayface, Dr. Psycho, King Sh- I mean, ever it's so good. I cannot express to you how good this television show is. It's hilarious. It's got amazing guest stars. It has really, really funny and clever representations of classic villains everyone from like you know big ones like Catwoman and Riddler to some like weird ones like Queen of Fables and Maxi Zeus and KG Beast and stuff <laughs> like that showing up um Kite Man's a pretty big main character in it um wow Tyler, I cannot uh... I cannot I cannot recommend it enough go watch Harley Quinn the TV show uh Tyler correct me if I'm wrong not family friendly right very mature 100 percent not yeah. even remotely family friendly like they're dropping f-bombs within okay. the first minute of the first episode so um like heads are getting blown off there's there's guts so and gore and lots of killing in front of the tv and have do not watch. show it to your children do no. not do not show it to your children I mean there's there's a scene in the very beginning where basically the joker is wearing some guy's skin and then like rips it off and then they blow a guy it's you don't want to yeah no, watching no that tonight do it. Um, do it. Do right. it. I need I you to it. immediately respond to like, let me know how it is. Cause it's, <laughs> I, uh, I will, I will. I, uh, I'll follow suit. I'll make a Batman recommendation. Um, but I'm actually going to go back in time a little bit. So I want people to read a little bit. I'm going to recommend that if you haven't go back and get Batman, the graphic novel, the court of owls saga. Mm. Um, it, it, rel- yes. it relates to the game that's coming out Gotham Knights. Cause they have a court of owls teaser at the very end. And it is literally one of the best, like, it's palpably tasty good Batman graphic novel, mm-hmm. story-wise. It's a secret organization that, like, is has been fighting the Waynes for years. It's it's great. Capital G, great. And so, graphic novel, Court of Owls saga, Batman. You can buy it on Amazon. It's like 10, 15 bucks. It is awesome. I, I love it. <laughs> I think those are all really great suggestions. And now I feel a lot of pressure to make a Batman suggestion. Uh, but I'm not going to, uh, <laughs> everybody should see Batman V Superman. It's amazing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, genuinely my recommendation is another, uh, DC universe show. Uh, I have really enjoyed it so far. Uh, and it is doom patrol. Uh, doom patrol is a lot of fun. It's super weird. It deals with uh, a lot of, like, stupid characters from the DC universe, uh, but they are made a little more relevant. It is definitely also not family-friendly, so (laughs) do not watch it with your children. Um, There's literally an entire episode that is about ghosts having sex. Um, Fascinating. Sex sex ghosts are... Pretty dope, y'all. Um, they also have like a. Don't you like, mean incubuses or incubi? Like, well, like, sometimes Flex Metallo flexes the wrong muscle and things happen. I don't know. Oh my god! So Tyler, uh, you've seen Doom Patrol then? Uh, I definitely. And like that's the net, the second best thing on DC Universe. Yeah. but it's Hugh, it really Hugh has been like talking it up for for like weeks now. Like it surprised me because I tried watching the live action Titan series. Uh, that all, and it was I couldn't Rob, nope yeah. it, was, it was swamp swamp thing was okay swamp but, thing uh, was was okay but so far I will totally agree with you Tyler and the only reason I'm recommending Doom Patrol is because you recommended Harley Quinn I also love the Harley Quinn series I have finished it top to bottom it's 
it is brilliant. Like it really genuinely is. So I'll sing the praises of it with you on that. But Doom Patrol is also equally brilliant in its own and totally different weird way. Like they really, they really push the boundaries of what it even means to be like a superhero team. Plus I will say so far to this point, maybe the best live action version and we'll see in the Snyder cut, but the best live action version of cyborg that we've gotten yet. Like I actually genuinely enjoy cyborg on doom patrol. Yeah. Can't um, wait. I'm going to watch both of those soon. Q, um, is the yeah. Brendan Frazier worth it? Uh, no, man. I will tell you this. He, Brendan Fraser is a fascinating dude and I am so excited just to like see him back in something but man is it hard to watch whenever the, and they do often flashback to like him as before he became a, NASCAR uh, guy. a robot yeah. and literally literally there are so many scenes that I'm just like I like it takes me out of it I'm just looking at him like man Brendan Fraser what <laughs> What happened to you, Brendan Fraser? So many bad who, things. He's had a did rough, you? like... <laughs> I know, and that's why that's why it's distracting to me. I'm so happy that he's back, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, this oh, is your back makes me kind of okay? sad. Because I, I I genuinely love you, Brendan Fraser. I'm an Encino fan, a Encino man fan from way back in the day. I, I, I think you're great. Listen, I just get you got sad feelings my, from the past now. all the way to my heart. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta oh, wheeze the juice, man. Sometimes you just gotta wheeze the juice. You do indeed. No, no well, wheeze hey. the juice. You no wheeze the juice. No wheeze the juice. Now that we've officially, wow. Now that we've officially gotten rid of all of our listeners, I do want to say a huge thank you to all of our guests, Mia, Eli, Tyler. You guys have been fantastic. Hopefully you will entertain the idea of coming back on our show again at some point. Uh, it has been wonderful getting to hear everybody's opinions, uh, thoughts, feelings, not only about DC fandom and DC as a whole, but also cons and where they're at. And we got some video game news and interest. This has been a, a well-constructed conversation. I've really enjoyed it. So I want to thank you guys all from the bottom of our little high-fivey hearts. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Jay, for, thanks for having us. Thank it's been you. fun. Oh my god! Although, you're so... I just I, I I learned a lot of things I didn't know about Q today, and I I I have to I'm gonna take some time you're to disgusted. digest this. I am listen, <laughs> listen. That literally, our show has been on the air for what? Where are we at, Jay? Five years now. Yeah, about five. Uh, uh, and still, every time we gain a fan, we lose a fan because people are like. What did Q just say in this episode? He likes Batman v Superman. I'm never listening to High Five podcast again. You know, and the, you know what I thought? Q, Q is clearly the the Iggy of the High Five yeah. podcast. Like, and you know what? Him, I, Iggy standing uh, things like uh, Batman. Bat, bat, I mean, Iggy's the guy who loves Batman and Robin. Like, give him all the Jewel right. Showmacher. He'll love it. Jay, he hey, it. I'll tell you what. Oh, man, we don't even want to go down there. <laughs> Jay and I have had that conversation, too. I will say this. Uh, the same thing I say every time that happens, and I say, wait, we had listeners in the first place? Exactly. It's kind of one of those, like, you know, the old idiom, two fans forward, one fan back. Yeah. Now, I do want to say uh, that everybody should go check out our normal feed, High Five the Podcast. Everybody should check out project-nerd.com. Go there. It's the, the main source for all of your good, nerdy news goodness. Uh, you can also find our show there. 
Uh, you can find other shows such as Eli's The Game Pitch and uh, The Nerd Cast with Tyler. Mia, are you on any podcasts, Mia? Uh, the ones that I usually, the one that I've been on the most is Diving Deep. Okay. okay. Check yeah, out some Diving Deeps well. with Mia. Mia, we're going to have to have you back on our show too. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, yeah this, is, this is good stuff. You guys are a great, a great group. I love this. Uh, also, check out High Five Podcast at Patreon. Go on. Give us your dollars. Uh, we're still running the special that if you sign up, what was it, at the $30 tier level or something, I will send you a copy of The Adventures of Byron, which I wrote and is now available at your local comic book shop, uh, and I will sign it for you. And I will uh, say thanks, I guess. So we only uh, have a limited supply of those. So, yeah, so if you, you got to sign so up. So literally you. sign up, and I will give every single person who signs up <laughs> from now till forever a copy of The Adventures of Byron, issue two, Comic Capers. Uh, but, yeah, go check out our Patreon. Do you guys have Patreons? Mia, I know you have a Patreon. Yes. It is patreon.com slash model. Excellent. Excellent. Everybody go check that out. Give her a follow. Give her your monies. Eli, do you have any patronage or do you have anywhere that people should follow you? I am not. You cannot throw money at me, which seems irresponsible, but you, you can could just Venmo him money if you want. Yeah, just ask. Yeah. That's true. Give um, us your Venmo account. <laughs> I like to sing for my supper. I don't want to like take free money from people, but uh, I will say you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram. I'm at Mario. RP Gino because I like Nintendo stuff. So Mario I RP Gino. That's awesome. And Tyler, where can people find you other than the Nerdcast? Um, anywhere that Project Nerd is at, I typically am there. Um, but it, the best thing to do would be just you know support Project Nerd, support right. good uh, content. So you go to Patreon.com/slash/ProjectNerd, all one word, unlike our hyphen thing that is always super confusing to people. But <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/ProjectNerd, give us some money, let us keep making awesome podcasts. Um, awesome articles, awesome everything. So, yeah. Project Nerd Excellent. loves Excellent. Perfect. And as always, uh, Jay's mom, thanks for being our number one listener. Thanks for listening, mom. And uh, we'll see you again next week. And don't forget, I am still your favorite son. Love you, Jay's mom. Love her too. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on iTunes Stitcher Google Play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? The ghosts that were hidden in this recording possessing your house? Maybe. 
See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.